0: So I would f eight it right now. We'll yeah. Take all that other stuff out, and then uh, yeah, we'll start the intro. And maybe they'll be surprised today.
1: Good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. <coughs> all this. <coughs> what
0: the? This is the podcast starring the Ted. Starring the Ted. Start the-, the-, the. Starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. <laughs> the podcast. You better wear a helmet now! The podcast, episode 288. What's up, with your boy, the Ted Smith. I'll be hosting this here podcast, the greatest podcast on all the land. All the land! Uh, To the left of me, he's always here, unless he's somewhere in Southeast Asia on two wheels. uh, nah, he's not here. (laughs) All right, back there on the wheels of steel, getting the studio all set up. Took a little work today, but we got it going. Matt Commer, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. How you doing, man? Great. It's
2: awesome to be here.
0: Yeah, last week we had our buddy uh, Tim Lewis in, who's fighting on uh, cage Fort coming up here on February 22nd down at the Emerald Queen Casino. That's uh, gonna be fun. That's gonna be a big night. Uh, yeah, Matt, you'll be in attendance.
2: I will. Uh, and
0: two people
2: that we know are fighting, or that we've had on the cast. You probably know more of the guys, but like Talon and Tim are both like rad dudes that I really like, and it's gonna be
0: insane watching them get locked into a cage. Yep. Juicy J's back on that card. Yeah. I talked to I literally talked to Quest, Brian Howquest this morning. I mean, it's it's a it's gonna be a sad one with the you know as we lost Rich, but it's gonna be a uh, going be a hell of a card, man. I, you know, it's, it's literally what I said to Brian like I, this is gonna be a sad one, but also I'm excited for the card. It should be should be a fun night.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm stoked. Ticketmaster.com.
0: Ticketmaster.com. There you go. Thanks for helping me out there. <laughs> Here to help. <laughs> Uh, All right, so before we get into stuff, actually, uh, special announcement, episode 288, the gang's back together, Cobb, Cobb, say hello. Surprise, surprise, motherfucker, your boy is back, (laughs) Kid (laughs) Cobbington,
3: shout out Nori, shout out Trap City Sunday, shout out Miami Jake, let's go. Oh, fired up, (laughs) Trap City Sunday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm down in uh, Palm Springs, but I'm back on U.S. soil, it feels good, what's going on, boys? All right. Uh, so, Mr. Cobb, you've been gone for a while. Uh, you're back at U.S. soil. We lost you for a little bit. Can you tell the people what, where you were? We don't want to know what you're doing. Just where were you? <laughs> I assume well, dude, scouting I came, popcorn. I came in hot and low. What's that? I said, I assume you were out of the country scouting popcorn.
3: <laughs> yeah, dude. That, you know how I do. Um, yeah, I came in. You know, hot and low into Mexico City, obviously underneath the cover of darkness per usual. I landed, went full off grid for a week or two, Strict speaking strictly Spanish, trying to get my my accent, and my game back, rolled out to, um, what's it called, um, this area on the Yucatan, kind of south of Cancun, and uh, picked up a car, drove down towards the border with Belize. There's this little tiny city down there. City is a far cry. It's about a city block. It's a little town called Bacalar. Uh, a.k.a. Ciudad Majico, And I uh, kicked it down there for a while. It basically looks like... Um... Uh, the Maldives. It's this this little town on this gorgeous lagoon, aqua blue lagoon with white sand. It's got those big docks that go way out there. And there's basically zero tourists. So super cool spot. Really enjoyed it. Um, Didn't realize that nine people got killed in that drug smuggling town two weeks before I was there. So um, (laughs) there was a big police presence. (laughs) This was a gun (laughs) battle, I guess, on the highway. But, you know, Mexico, man. I mean, You know, you're going to have both sides. But anyway, uh, yeah, it was dope. Got some R&R, a little rest and recovery, and, of course, some sunshine. And, uh, yeah, now I moved up to uh, to Palm Springs, cooling out in the desert for a second, get some work done before I hit that Seattle rain and the Pike Place summer.
0: You have missed a brutal, brutal winter. Like, I generally try to be pretty good. I don't mind winter or whatever. But, I mean, it was so dark and rainy. That, like, literally, it was, like, setting records. It was, like, we hadn't had a full sunny day, like, all of January. And then basically we hadn't a full sunny day since November 30th.
3: Oh, oh my. Oh.
0: Yeah. Jesus. Dude, that's what I'm saying. It was grinding on me. And, you know, like, I, you, I generally do not care. But even I was, like, enough, enough, Seattle. Like, you're killing. Not only that, dude, it wasn't just that it was the normal winter, like, overcast and, like, some rain. Like, it was, like, raining, raining. Like, downpours. Like, inches per day.
2: Dude, it is flooding, Up here, like all over the place. It doesn't flood very often, but yeah, it's it's gnarly. And I'm glad you went down because like you're one of my boys, and like you gotta take care of yourself. Like I don't want I don't want to see you get brutalized by this stretch, you know. Every Tuesday, I thought you'd be you know handling that self care.
3: Yeah, dude, I do not do well in the winters up there. For people who who know me, they know that. For people who don't, I get super bad depression in the winter. So the nice thing is. It's like the sun, I'm solar powered, so the sun completely counteracts it, which is cool. You know, I feel bad. Some people have depression all year round, whatever. Mine literally is just weather dependent. So, yeah, down here feeling good. How was the weather down there? That's brutal. What? Dude, it's awesome. I was out running around in the sunshine in a tank top all day today. Tank top and shorts playing a Oh,
0: no, dude. It, it Honestly, like, right? like January. I'm sorry to rub it in. I, you asked. I gave you like the easiest version <laughs> I could. Like January was already grinding on me, and then uh, then I had to fly back to Maryland for Coach Wooten's like wake and stuff. I mean, it was just, dude, it, it was a grind. That's why uh, when our when our text thread fired back up, that's all. It's like, oh, opening day, Dodger Stadium. Like I'm fucking in.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, yeah, that's a. Uh, we'll talk
3: offcast. I have another good idea for it too. But yeah, that's dude. Honestly, the uh, the Dodgers thing sounds dope. I hope I can make it
0: happen. Be fun. Yeah, by the way, before we started this, Cobb admitted to us that he did not realize the Dodgers were in L.A. Oh.
3: <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, we have this still thought thing, they were uh, in New York. <laughs> yeah, we have, this, we have this text message we call The Thread, and it's uh, it's um, four of us who have been friends for like 10 years. And, yeah, one guy was trying to get us to go to see a Dodgers game. Ted was in, and I was like, man, I just – I don't want to deal with New York this time of year. <laughs> Dude, literally the- –
0: the team moved to Los Angeles after the 1957 season. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I got to give you your chops. Like what, like, what made you think? What's the last time you saw a Dodgers game where it looked like weather in New York? <laughs>
3: Dude, I don't know, man. I feel like you never hear, like, L.A. Dodgers. I feel like I always hear the Brooklyn Dodgers. I don't know. Dude, I'm not very in touch with the sports world. Let's be real. <laughs> Sorry. I think I'm nine years in without a TV. So
0: I mean, Magic you know. Johnson's part of one of the big owners. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's the same. Like the Dude, Dodgers, kind of a massive LA thing.
3: I feel like also there keep be, there, there ends up being like random teams that emerge that I've never heard of, like the Bobcats in the NBA. You know, like there's a lo- always hockey teams I've never heard. What's Vegas' hockey team? The Golden Knights. Yeah, the Golden Knights. Like they just keep emerging and popping up out of nowhere. Memphis Grizzlies blew my mind.
0: Yeah, well, Charlotte, right? They've had a basketball team for years, where they were the Hornets and now they're the Bobcats, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I remember those. I remember yeah. those bomber jackets were so popular for a minute.
0: Yeah, the T.O. ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I'm what you from Seattle. Like. I know what I'm, know what I'm saying? The T.O. one, and then uh, there was a big deal. Remember, because who was it? Eddie Jones that played for Charlotte or whatever. Then he went to the Lakers? Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. Cobb, you're aware that uh, with uh, what's the other Laker? What's the other team? In Minnesota originally. They were. That's oh, why wow. they're the Lakers. God damn! Oh, how do you know nice. this? Have you been like, you've been shopping at Ebbets Field too much? That's the problem. All your gear's throwback.
3: Yeah, I'm a little old school, dude. I'm a I'm a fact guy. I like like the weird history or like etymology and history of teams. And I always thought it was weird that they were called the Lakers. So I remember looking that one up. But yeah, I mean,
0: you know. I'm, I'm a wealth of sports knowledge, Ted. Well, it's funny because nowadays they change the names, but it's like, right, like the jazz used to be in New Orleans. So it's like, yeah, Utah should probably call them something different. Like, I don't know that Utah is a hotbed of jazz. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, seriously.
0: Utah, do you think Utah is the widest state in the U.S.? Or do, do you think Oregon still has it? Oh. Man, that's a good question. I just assumed Utah was the whitest state in America.
3: Yeah, me too. Did Oregon have it? Portland, I know, is the whitest city in America.
0: Yeah, and I, I s- don't know if that's true. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff with Oregon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we'll just get into some of the topics I had uh, for today. By the way, since all three of us are actually here together, are we good with finish the drill? Is that what we're I going like with? That. Have we thought about it? Dude, finish the drill works for me. Finish the drill works for me. Good news. Uh, I saw Matt on Saturdays. He's already heard the speech, but I'm working towards that pull-up. Like my, my back was crushed. Yeah. So, I was sad. so, Kyle, this is how it goes. I see Matt Saturday, and I'm like, don't want to bro down on you, man. Be like, back super sore. I tell him we're getting close to this pull-up. And then Sunday, I was like, oh, my God, my back hurts.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> because I lifted on Friday. It's, and it amazes me that it's always that second day that crushes you.
3: Oh yeah, dude, Soreness peaks at forty eight hours. Usually, but dude, um, if you now that you're like officially part of the bro slash gym culture, if you ever want a good bro reference, you could have said to Matt, yo, my back's shot, bro. It's shot. Shot. Oh,
0: shot. All right. I'll start using that
3: one. <laughs> yeah, that's like a good that's a good Jersey shore. Like one of my Guido friends from college uses that with the clear ice gel. He could have been on the show. Fake tan, the whole works, and it's all about
0: like, oh man, my biceps are shot, bro. <laughs>
3: That's pretty funny. Feel free to use
0: that. (laughs) Uh, uh, All right. So, Cobb, I'm glad you're on for this one. I was just going to ask Matt his opinion. I'm sure you might have some more figures in this as a business owner. So, CenturyLink Field, like a lot of places, has announced that they're going
2: cashless. I saw that for the Dragons game this weekend, right?
0: I think they're going cashless for everything. This just happens to be the first one. Oh, okay. So, Cobb, am I wrong in thinking there used to be a rule that you had to accept cash? You are not wrong,
3: and I believe it is illegal to deny cash, but you also have the right to refuse service, so I feel like those two things might be at odd. I, I'm not a legal professional, so I couldn't say but I bet you we have some friends who could tell us. In fact, Carson, if you're listening, I would love to
0: see you know just a quick, your thoughts on the matter, but if you don't have time, no worries. Well, because there's a brewery up on Capitol Hill that they're cashless and just uses cards, and I was like... There are many places that do it. That's not what I'm saying. The question is, is it legal? Yeah, I guess what just bugs me, right? Like, all of us have a card or whatever, but, like, especially – and, like, bars, I get, you don't have to be there. But, like, a sporting event, like, there's a lot of different economic uh, classes that show up, especially, you know, when you talk Mm -hmm. to different events. You know, you go to a Sounders match. There's some pretty cheap tickets. Uh, But I feel like some of these people don't have – they don't have credit cards. And then – and I know the excuse is, like, well, there's – Kiosks that you can put cash in to get a card out but it's like yeah but then they kind of have a preloaded card i don't know i just feel like on some level it discriminates against some people Hmm. well yeah dude
3: in the preloaded card thing that's how starbucks pays their employees now Uh, mcdonald's at one point had a uh, a, problem a way of paying their employees in a similar way so yeah i mean i agree with you i think cash is king and also you know another class of people is people who are um, like trying to save some money and they're on a budget. So they'll put, you know, X amount of cash in an envelope. Like I've done this many times and like, that's your budget for the week or the month or whatever. So they roll to the stadium and they're like, okay, this time I'm going to spend $20 on beers and that's it. So I have $20 with me and no cards versus I have a credit card with a thousand dollar limit. Like let's go ham. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know. After that those just, first couple stadium be- Ted, you know better than anybody. After those first couple
0: stadium beers, man, it starts to get away from you. Yeah, you don't mind as much. Yeah, you're meeting Joe at halftime. Screw it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And, it, like, I know, I don't know. Part of me, I probably sound like the old man, but I'm just like, I, the cashless thing, I just, it, it just rubs me the wrong way.
3: Dude, I'm with you 100%. It's weird.
0: Yeah. So that's been, that's Something been a big. about
3: some good old-fashioned American greenbacks.
0: Yeah, exactly, right? I mean, I thought golden cash was what we were doing. Golden cash, is that what you said? Yeah, man. Like these things always spend, right? Like, what's the old joke? Like, who should I make the checkout to? Well, my best friends call me cash. <laughs> I like that. One. I've never heard that. It's from uh it's from a random movie. I can't remember the name of the movie, but yeah. They're like they're like paying for something and the guy's like, Yeah, my best friends call me cash. Like, what are you kidding me? You're not gonna write a checkout to me. Like Jerry Springer writing checks to hookers? Like, this is how people get caught. <laughs> God, I forgot about that. Was that when he was mayor of Cincinnati? It was. What? Oh Jesus, Matt, you didn't know that? No, Jesus, Jerry, that's how Jerry Springer got caught. Was he was writing checks to his hookers when he was mayor of Cincinnati? When was he mayor of Cincinnati?
3: Love it. Uh, it was mean, it, maybe it was Youngstown or something. He was mayor of some. Uh, it was definitely a second, Cincinnati. Like, yeah, you think that's how? I, that's what I was feeling like too.
0: I mean, it's. I mean, it was a long time ago. I mean, the was Dodgers, it? the Dodgers were still in New York. It was a while ago. <laughs>
2: So this was before his show, Oh, yeah. yeah so started in politics and then got busted for prostitutes and then went on to have that show based on his new level of infamy. Yes. from the
3: prostitute he, thing. He used to be a lawyer. then he was a pro- he was a it was an attorney. Then he was a television presenter, politician, actor, producer, and musician, and host of the Jerry Springer Show. Wow, <laughs> Wow. What yeah, an accomplished nice.
0: character, dude! Not only that, have you seen like, uh, like? Were you? He's the- from England. What? Yeah, no accent. He's from Middlesex. Uh, wow. What was I going to say? Uh, like, so I used to always watch the MTV Spring Break stuff, and like when Jerry Springer yeah. is king, <laughs> I like, bet you did, yeah, right? <laughs> when Jerry Springer is king, too. people talk about like how much older he was, but like he was the king. Of spring break, like every chick wanted to holler at him, and they just show these old videos of him roaming around, like Daytona or Panama City Beach, just smoking stogies with like two chicks on each arm. Wow, <laughs> dude, what a—he's lived a blessed life, man. What a legend. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure getting, you know, getting caught with the hookers and the the checks kind of sucked, but after that, it's been all gravy. <laughs> Dude, that
3: rolled right off him, man. He's 75. He's having a real tough time. Matt, you're going to have to bleep me. He's having a tough time giving a fuck right now. That's how you bounce back.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Forget about it. (laughs) Whoa. Anyhow, yeah, he should have just used cash is my point. (laughs) But who knows? (laughs) If he had used cash, maybe we wouldn't know Jerry Springer is the way he is now.
3: They, that's the thing, man. You know, sometimes setbacks are there to help you.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. Like, kind of getting into that, I, I brought that up the other day with because people go, "Don't you wish this or happened or that or happened?" It's like, yeah, you can, but then it's like, are you? I don't know. I always think about that. Like, what if my grades are a little better and I'd gotten into a four year school and went to college? Like, like how much different would my life be? Like, what I have met these people or that people or. I don't know. I always think about that stuff because I'm with you. I think sometimes having stuff kind of set you back sucks at the time. It probably is better for you.
3: Oh, yeah, dude. It's not what you get. It's who you become along the way, man. 100%. And that's the thing. Those setbacks, you know, real setbacks, they hurt. And people who have gone through those, they know what I'm talking about. You know, I'm sure they can hear it in my voice that I've been through some. But, you know, everyone always says, and it sounds cliche because it's really tough to see the silver lining when you're in it. But the fact of the matter is like, once you're a little more removed from it, it is true. It gives you a, you know, a psychological strength or an emotional depth or ability to connect with people that you can't fake. Like, you know, you've either been through tough or you haven't.
0: Yeah. Well, that's like, I was talking to somebody this morning about like the time healing, right? As we're talking about some people passing away and it's like, Like, it it does, you know, passing away or relationships or whatever, like, it does help in time. It's just when you're going through it, the last thing you want is somebody telling you, just give it
3: time. 100%. Or that, oh, this is for your own good. Like, that's the last thing you want to hear, even though it ends up being true. Because there's no way you can see it that way while you're in it, man, while you're immersed. It just feels like you're in this swamp and you're bogged down. But, you know, the truth is, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. And I firmly believe that.
0: Yeah, I've also always kind of, gone back and forth with the one of like, like I had a breakup that was brutal and it's like at this point I could look back and look at the friends I made because I had to find other friends and being like that was really good and helpful but I also feel like some people say that out of spite and don't actually mean it so I've always been kind of like it I can tell now it was good for me but it's like does that just sound like spoiled grapes like you know what I'm glad you broke up with me
3: Yeah, dude, and that's the thing. I'm a big subscriber of the phrase "problems are the gifts you grow from," but I totally would hear the debate of like, is there fate, and is there some sort of you know, um, uh, some sort of universal pattern and justice to it all, Um, or is it truly us looking back and just rationalizing crappy things that happen in the randomness of life? And you know, I could be pulled either way. Yeah, It's it's a
0: deep discussion mm-hmm deep, yeah deep, deep, too, deep. Pool. too deep too <laughs> deep too deep too deep i'm gonna need a water wing out this motherfucker <laughs> uh i'm trying to think what <laughs> what's been going on since you haven't been on the cast like i said we had tim in yeah, last dude,
3: catch me up on your life man
0: uh you know man <laughs> honestly it's been all right i haven't talked a lot about it i didn't talk about it much last week but like you know going back for coach wooten's you know wake and stuff like it sucked just because it was kind of I mean I knew he was not in the best health but it was kind of weird that he's actually gone and also you know but yeah that's heavy I will say after going to the wake like going to Lido's that night was was unbelievable just all the DeMatha superstars were out uh and then like all the guys like so to give people some background like right so my senior year I keep score for DeMatha Catholic High School so I'm a manager also I argue something wrong and score two points for they basketball. Aw- for basketball, right. They award us two points, which I was dead wrong. And to this day, I'm the leading scoring manager of all time. <laughs> uh, so we,
3: <laughs> I love that.
0: I know. So we go over to, like, Lido's, right? Lido's is the classic place that we always went, pizza place. So I'm just hanging out with all the old school DeMatha guys. But then I forgot about, for four years, four or five years, like, I worked, I worked Coach Wooten's camp, too. So there's all these other coaches from around the country that I know that are basically all college coaches now. I will leave – Leave out the colleges to protect the innocent. But we're all at this bar. And I mean, Cobb, it is awesome. It's, like, if there's 50 people in this bar, right, and like, you know, the men's room's been pretty successful. I've been okay successful in my life. If there's 50 people in this bar. I'm 45th on the list of successfulness. <laughs> but it's all, a, wow. it's all a bunch of dudes, right? So people, first of all, I couldn't pay for a beer because all the older dudes are just paying for everything. But they couldn't get beers out quick enough. Like, at one point, I saw them serving, like, IPAs, like, plastic soda cups because they just couldn't keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> but I was telling Matt this last week, man, like, sitting there and talking to some of the guys for camp, like, I mean, there was dudes. They told stories about me in front of my face for, like, 20, 30 minutes, and it was just – I mean, it was awesome. I'd forgotten – I'd almost forgotten that part of my life existed because I'd been in the West Coast and doing radio for so long, but it, it was really nice.
3: Yeah, man, eras, you know, eras. I was thinking about that a lot, like that, first of all, that's awesome. And it's always nice to know that you've affected people and they've remembered you, but then the other thing is like just the, the eras of life that we go through rather than like, Oh, this year versus next year. It's like, there's also these like, okay, that was like this year. And that was this era. And one thing that I'm enjoying about it being 2020 is just like new decade. It feels like a
0: new energy out there, new era.
3: <laughs> easy for the guy in the sunshine
2: to say yeah, exactly
0: uh, hey look i have not seen a firework yet i'm still stuck in 2019 all right there's no fireworks on new year's eve i'm still struggling back here
2: that's right i forgot we got 2020 till july 4th we were talking about that the other day too
3: damn well dude boys as soon as we hit like uh, late march and i'm back in seattle trust me i'll be i'll be hurting just as bad if not worse than you so you know <laughs> I, i'm just trying to avoid this being a sad cast
0: Oh, it won't be. <laughs> Jussie, you've missed the bulk of it. I mean, um, you can hear it in my voice. Like I even tweeted about it. I never tweet bad about the weather. It's just like enough. Like you Seattle, you, you got me. Like I'm not leaving. I love then a bunch of people kind of jumped in my ass, like, move back to Cali, Ted. Like, look, you anybody been in a relationship? You can love something and still be pretty annoyed by it. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. Right, I shouldn't have been walking around Christmas, being like, I don't know why he's bitching. 2019 was cool for me.
3: <laughs> you did. <laughs> I you know, did. Is, yeah. Why is everyone c- talking about this rain? It's Seattle winter. It's dip season. Yeah. Right. Like,
0: chill out, man. And then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. So the, the best part is cop. Right. So coach passes. I gotta buy this ticket on like a Thursday or a Wednesday night. Board a plane Thursday. Get in. Get like, take a red eye. Either way, I get back midnight, and I get off the plane, and the guy goes, oh, good news. Your weather's here. Just started pouring rain. And I was like, not today, Maryland. <laughs> Could have done without this one. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, it was fun, though. Also, it was cool seeing some of my old teachers, too. Like, shout out to Jason Ballou. Uh, he told a ridiculous story about keeping me in DeMatha. He got to, like, like he's, he's a young teacher. He's, like, 24. It's all the old teachers, and... The end of every semester, right? Right, midterm, right? That's semester. Yeah, Uh, yeah. it's been so long. Uh, They have this list, and he's like, at the end of it is my name. And he's like, he's like, man, I had to stand up and give like a speech to try to keep you in. He's like, he goes, you're just lucky. The (laughs) old principal, Mr. Moreland, liked you. I was Uh like, no kidding. He's like, oh my god, yeah. He goes, it was a struggle. (laughs) Wow. And you had no idea about that. I knew he had kept me in. I always credit with him. But, like, I didn't know the full story. Wow. But hearing him tell the story, then there's other guys that are teachers now, and they're laughing. Like, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. You did that? And that's the other thing. Like, Jason Ballou, to his credit, he's like, I was like a rookie teacher. Like, in no way did they have to listen to me. Yeah, it's like out of a movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly,
2: right?
0: <laughs> well, that's what we were joking about, too. I mean, right? Like, and, you know, and I talk about the math all the time. But seriously, like, I went to summer school three years in a row to stay in that school. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> dude, I didn't know that. But, oh. dude, you know, we we started this conversation off saying um, saying or talking about things that we regret that we wish had happened, but we never really think about the things that went our way, like that dude stepping up for you in a moment of need, like behind closed doors. You don't even get to see it. He gets no glory and going to bath for you.
0: Yeah, exactly. I know. And it's funny, man, because, I mean, you know, his, his kids now are like 17, 18, his two daughters, and he's like... My one daughter's thinking about maybe going to Oregon. I was like, "Well, selfishly, Jason, she should go to Oregon. <laughs> then you'll be in New you'll G- be out in the West Coast. Right? It'd be a great reason to come visit." Yeah, he's like, "Hey,
3: uh, can you go be a character reference for?" Her? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not only that, I mean, it just it then I forget with Catholic schools too. I mean, Christ! Though, his one buddy went to the same grade school I went to, and like had all the same teachers. I mean, that's what I'm saying It sucked going back as coach passed, but it it, it was. It was very cathartic, I guess, like seeing everybody. DB was out, oh, yeah. you know, and just—I mean, it was wild, man. Some of the—I like was saying—some of the superstars, some like college basketball players' names and stuff. The other thing, Cobb, you would like is that we were having a little fun later in the night, and somebody younger—I won't say who or whatever—pulled out a phone, and somebody's like, "Not tonight, man. No, no pictures. Put your phones away. Like we're just hanging out, telling stories of BSing. Like no video. Of this. Dude, yeah, <laughs> that's the move. Those are the best
3: nights." No evidence.
0: For sure. And I feel like no that's evidence, the way maybe. we're going now, right? Everybody's just so used to doing it. Like, I got to be careful. But it's like, wait a minute. There's got to be certain times where, like, we want to have real conversations or have some fun. Like, put the phones away.
3: Yep. The glove don't fit, maybe.
0: <sighs> All right. Uh, yes, yeah, so I did that. And then January, I mean, you know, I think like most people in January, I mean, it was just, it was just raining a lot. I was trying to get back in, you know, get back on the gym stuff. And then uh you know, just kind of setting up for the uh the spring and summer. Okay. Did you check out that dragons game you were talking about? So last week was the first game. I watched it, and then we're go- I'm going to the home opener this weekend. So I'm gonna check it out in person.
3: Oh yes, powerful Ted Smith. I like it, dude. I'm a Dragons fan. I don't know anything about him, but I'm in.
0: Yeah, watch the uh, watch the game this weekend if you're hearing us. Watch the Dragons game. If they score in the one end zone, you should see me, because I'll be sitting in one of those red zone suites. No way. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> what? Yeah. Dang. So I'm like, go. all alert. Right, like, go XFL. I hope this thing works, man. <laughs> do yeah. you have any gear yet? No. Oh, okay. I know. I mean, do I wear, like, a Seahawks thing? Do I just try to wear something close, like, something orange close to their colors? Just dress up as a dragon. You know, I could do that. Just buy a onesie. <laughs> <laughs>
2: please do that
0: please. that'd be amazing <laughs> also I like uh, Cobb you'll respect this so we already had the combine for spring session of pub league and uh, my coach is kind of joking around made this like re- I think the kit looks awesome right but it has just got so many colors and this and that and everybody's like this thing is hideous I was like I love it and then he's like, you know what? Screw it. That's going to be our keeper jersey. And like, you could wear it. I was like, in. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, come over here. Look at this thing. I mean, it is. Does, it, you guys have a combine? Yeah, man. You got to pick the teams. Holy. Wow.
3: wow. So you're out there like running cone drills cool, and I'm catching pets. What?
0: Uh, yeah. You got to start with the simple stuff because I play in classic, you know, just pass and this and that. And then basically they just want to figure out who's, uh, who's good enough to move up to premiere and who's going to stay in classic.
3: Keeping it a classic.
0: Yeah, I'm staying. I'm, I'm staying in classic because I choose to. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it's about. My idea, dude. Not only that, they said today they might be uh, picking out bigger goals this year, so the scoring might scoring might be up.
2: Whoa!
0: I got to play some games as keeper. That doesn't make me feel great, but <laughs> up front being a striker, let, let's get a bigger goal. Bigger goal. What size goals were you guys playing with before? Man, we had these. Uh, not like the little tiny ones, but they were small. It was hard to score.
2: Like small, dude. Than- I
0: didn't know you were playing with small goals this whole time and netted
3: one. I assumed you were playing on like a you know full setup. Oh. Wow, that actually yeah. makes your goal a lot more impressive. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, dude. I thought you were just trying to put one between the pipes, but you're talking about like you know a small net or like a little
0: like temporary setup. Yeah, those things are like, tough.
2: Like closer to a hockey size net.
0: Uh, hang on. I'm a try- little bigger than that? Yeah, I'm trying to look up the dimensions right now. But they literally just changed them this year. they were like, we're gonna make it a little, uh, a little bigger, so people can actually, uh, can actually get in, get get some goals in.
3: I mean, what's it like by your wingspan?
0: Like two of your wingspans? Three? Yeah, like when I play keeper in that goal, I'm almost touching the sides. You know what I mean? So Jesus. that's like yeah. when our other buddy was like, I'll play keeper. I was like, dude, you're way too tall. Like it would be, you know what I mean? Like it's almost like. Probably the goal's like five, five by something, and now they're going to be seven by something. So it should open up the score. Oh,
3: wow. Dang, that's wild. I assumed you guys were playing on full setups. Yeah, I would say an indoor is probably a little over seven. Yeah, these were smaller than an
0: indoor goal. Jesus. Yeah, to put that's, it in perspective. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah. Well, hey, I tell you what, bigger goal, more goals. Might be time to break out those white boots. Mm-hmm. I've had them for that's a, I'm saying, dude. have had them for a year now. <laughs> Oh, uh, all right. Uh you know what? Maybe it's about time. You know what? We could actually read an email for a change. How about that? Yeah. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> all
3: right, we got a we got a number of them. I'm not sure exactly which ones we've already hit, so we'll start here. Uh uh, what's up to the greatest podcast in all the land? All, all the, the land. land. Ted, congrats on your fitness journey. I've been a fan of the men's room and now the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the, the land. land. For years now, and it's amazing. I may be saying some stuff you already know here, but I feel like uh, it should be said anyways. I know confidence is a big part in your ability in doing anything in life, especially talking to women. I've heard in the past you say something to the tune of, once you lose 10 to 15 more pounds, then you'll be able to talk to women. I am a dude who has never been overweight uh, and have been told I am attractive, and I have the same problems as you. When the right woman comes along, it will not matter what you look like, and your worth does not come from some extra f***ing weight or not. The problem is you have to not come uh, across—the problem is you haven't come across the right one. You're one of the funniest dudes on the airwaves, and no doubt, 2020 is the year the ladies will be rolling in for you. Sorry if this is all over the place. I'm not a writer. Hope my sentiment came across. Peace out.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And he's right. Like, I know this. And when Matt was coaching on nutrition, we used to talk about this, like— End of the day, and that's one thing a lot of people I think struggle with. Like, you can lose the weight and get fit, but you still gotta—it's not gonna change all your mental stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like it's not like people that are super fit don't have tough times. <laughs> True. <laughs> Wish it was that easy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man. That's sorry. Yeah, my bad. I know,
2: it's funny.
3: Uh, looks like we got another waffle fan here. Uh, they just sent in a meme that says, waffles are just pancakes that are ribbed for your pleasure.
0: <laughs> is that pro waffle or is that pro pancake? That sounds pro, pro waffle. waffle to me. All right, all right, all right. Uh, okay, here you go, Cobb, real quick. Our our current goals are 6 by 12 and they're ordering uh, 7 by 16 goals.
3: Oh, wow, 7 by 16 Yeah, so it's about to go down.
0: Yeah, man. You know what that also That's means? Be- Your boy is sending in heaters from outside the box. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, especially on the wet turf. Just boom, like hit that thing a little,
3: little spin on it. It'll be over. Dude, I feel like you could start like bending them like Beckham in that upper V, too. <laughs>
0: That's literally what they wrote. They were like, we're making them bigger because basically you can't make a goal from distance. <laughs> it's like everybody's so crunched in. It's like the only goals you really score are just generally right in front. And you got to put it on the ground.
3: Yeah, it's like a running offense, like right down the gut versus like, you know, a West Coast air, air attack, air mm-hmm. raid. Air raid. You know, the, yeah, guy, the, raid I
0: offense. the guy that invented the air raid offense, he's a coordinator, I want to say, in Dallas now for the XFL. Really? Trust me. I watched all four games. (laughs) Big time. Dude, so Ted,
3: actually, I have a question about the XFL. Shoot. So we watched a little bit of one of the games. uh, Was that two days ago? I don't know. We watched part of one game down here, and I'm a little bit confused. So
0: are the rules pretty much the same with the exception of some scoring? Right. So the kickoff's different. Like, both teams are on the same side of the 50, and they're like five yards apart. And when the guy kicks it off, when the guy fields it, then you can charge. You can start running to t- tackle him as opposed to having like a 40-yard sprint like a rocket. You know, So okay. the, ki- the kickoffs, honestly, I think the NFL eventually is going to take that in because it's just safer. But it still allows for a kick return. Uh, and then the, the extra point rule I like. There's no kicking. If you go, if you go from the two-yard line, that's worth one point. If you go from the five-yard line, that's worth two. And if you go from the 10-yard line, that's a three-point conversion. And to this day... I need a nine-point, a nine-point play in my veins. Like I want to see that this weekend. <laughs> to
2: this day, to this day. Right? because there's two only... days after
0: the first eight games. Right. Look, that, Seattle, DC was the first game, and like as soon as Mike picked me up, I was like, I need a nine-point play. <laughs> it's been too long, man. It's, it's been... been too long. Well, you just can't. So I mean, to have that offer out there and nobody's
3: done it yet, I'm like, come on. Yeah, get that. Dude, Um, wait, so as far as the caliber of players, I guess this is probably going to start to sound like an XFL commercial, but I promise everyone they are not paying us anything. Um, But so as far as the players, are these mostly like college players who didn't make the league or they were in the league and then they got bounced or they're Canadian league guys? Like some what are we talking about here?
0: Some of them are ex-NFL players. Some of them are guys that just made it to practice squads but never quite made the league. So it's, it's a mixture of both. So they're pretty good. There, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's minor league football. But definitely, some right. of that. There's there's trying a couple to names. Figure out if this
3: is like a dude who was like a high school standout, or it's people who were like legit, really can play.
0: Oh, dude, most of them, most of them were awesome in high school, awesome in college, but they're just not. It's just hard to make a fifty-two man roster. Yeah, for real.
3: Okay, dude. Yeah, that's dope. Go dragons. <sighs>
0: Dude, I've been, Cobb, I've been talking, I was like, Mike, I'm going to learn to breathe fire and show up to the games. And he's like, that is a terrible idea. You're going to burn yourself and and kill yourself.
3: Oh, dude, that'd be amazing.
0: Wouldn't it? I show up and just, just like spit and fire. I'm so on board. Dude, you'd
3: get a lot of TV time. I'll tell you that right now. You'd be on that big
0: screen regularly. I
3: I still
2: think you've got a good chance if you do the Dragon onesie, and I feel like that's a lot more attainable.
0: Yeah, the dragon onesie, like, literally, we, I could go out Friday night and pick up a dragon that's onesie. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's the other thing. Shout it's- out to the XFL. We got a 2 o'clock start on a Saturday. Like, I am in.
3: <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, well, and that's the thing about when you have a small stadium with a big screen, like, the odds of getting up there are pretty high if you're, like, you know, turning up. That was kind of our situation um, in school, like at, at BC. There's not that many people in the stadium. Most people are pretty well behaved. It's like, you could get on that big screen a couple times per game if you were getting after it. Some body paint, maybe remove some clothes, go nuts. You're on there.
0: Yeah. I'll get Matt to shave the logo on my back hair. So I haven't, He hasn't shaved me in a while, so it's full it's full wow. bush back there. Now i got to step it up. Yeah, you're going to need a stencil, dog. All right. Dragons! 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 It's the back of a dragon! <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, if he shapes those little spikes <laughs> Now you're definitely going to get laid this year
0: <laughs> Looking like uh, the bad guy in Super Mario Brothers
3: Yeah, I'm just cruising dragon fetish groups on the internet <laughs>
0: Alright, what else we got there? <laughs>
3: um <laughs> Gentlemen, uh, catching up on the last five episodes and thought I'd weigh in on on a few topics. All right. Uh, Apologize for the long email. So this is Carson, the lawyer, just so you know. Uh, The Popeye's chicken sandwich. In a nutshell, profoundly disappointing. For our mutual birthdays, my lady friend and I did a chicken sandwich tour. It's like a pub crawl, but for chicken sandwiches. Heading up Popeye's, Raising Cane's, Farmer Boys, despite the name not a rural-themed male strip club, and Chick-fil-A. Popeye was the worst by a staggeringly wide margin. Plus... It was so crowded, we waited 20 to 30 minutes after ordering to get our food. Definitely all media, media hype. As the British would say, all face, no trousers.
0: Yeah. That's fair. Huh. I, my problem is, too, is like, like outside of a restaurant, I feel like I just don't order the chicken sandwich that often. Like if I go to Chick-fil-A, I get nuggets. If I went to Popeye's, i probably get chicken.
2: Yeah. I get a chicken sandwich sometimes at Chick-fil-A with nuggets.
0: I respect that move. Dude, I'm going to be a 12 with your piece. Voice. I've never gone down to. Go
2: huh? Go ahead, sorry. Oh, I was just saying it, I'm not going to go down to an eight piece to get a chicken sandwich. If I'm that hungry at Chick fil A, I still get the 12 piece and the chicken sandwich. And they're yeah. really good, but it's like those nuggets are out of this world. They're phenomenal. Yeah.
0: And I know they're not, but somehow it's like, oh, I'm pretty sure these are healthier.
2: <laughs> they feel healthier. It just I'm feels gonna, more yeah. like real chicken. I'm a nutrition coach, and I know what you're talking about. I know it's not, but I feel—I understand why you feel that way. Yeah. But yeah. Um, God, and that barbecue sauce. I know you're a Polynesian, Polynesian guy. You know, it's a whole thing, but if you're a if Chick-fil-A, get the nuggets.
3: <laughs> All right, what else you got there, cop? I'm going to be honest with you, boys, so listen up and listen good. I tried that Popeye's chicken sandwich three days ago. Out of this world, single-handedly, best chicken sandwich I've ever had in my life, no question. Whoa! Really? No question. It's not even close. Really? I got a regular one, and I got a spicy one to make sure that what I was seeing, I was believing. Which one's better? The regular, actually. Huh. Funny to hear you go against Carson. Yep. Yep. Dude, I know. I usually agree with the man. He makes a lot of great points, and he's contributed a ton to this cast. But the chicken sandwich that I had, and I was with two guys, and they both said the same thing, incredible, unstoppable, great chicken sandwich. As, so in Texas, they have a similar saying, which is all hat and no cattle. I mean, <laughs> someone's trying to look like a
0: cowboy. <laughs> I would say that Popeye's cattle game is strong. All right. All right. You know what? When you get back, we'll just have to finally do this. Maybe the three of us will just have chicken sandwich, chicken sandwich day. Oh, like a tour like Carson and his girl did. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Let's just finish this once and for all. Finish the drill. Finish the (laughs) drill. Like, let's decide. I'm in.
3: (laughs) Finish the drill. Dude, the thing is, then, you know, we're going to have to have, I mean, there's a spot that in Pike Place that has unlimited waffles. And I'm sure we can find a spot with top notch pancakes. Yeah, I know I like waffles I'm better. Grab a hole you always willing to go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm always down to eat obnoxious amounts of food with you two, but I know I like waffles better than cup or than pancakes, and uh, I want to try these yeah, chicken. I still haven't tried the Popeyes chicken sandwich, but yeah, I'm definitely down for taste test.
0: Yeah, my brother did it. He said the uh, CJ and Maddie ruled in. They were Popeyes fans, and he liked the classic Chick fil A. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Wait, wait, hold on. No, Chris, I'm confused. How many people were in that? Three people were in it? Three Chris people. Chris is Chick-fil-A? He's Chick-fil-A. The niece and nephew were Popeyes.
2: Just those two, the or was there a third option?
0: Uh, I, don't, I don't know if my sister-in-law uh, was part of the chicken sandwich challenge that my brother put the kids through. <laughs> 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 All
3: right. Uh, my fian- fiance and I have a whiteboard that we write our yearly goals and resolutions on. This year, we added a motto for the year inspired from the podcast's Year of the Hustle. This huh. year, we kept it short and simple with action, falling in line with finish the drill or follow through. Our motto is simply about getting done. Always good to be a dreamer, even better to be a doer. Thanks, fellas, for all that you do. Alfie. Yeah, that Action's makes sense. A good
0: one. Yeah. Well, and that's one of those things Hell yeah. I live and die by, like, right? Like, you know, you can talk all you want, but actions speak louder than words. Yeah. Dude,
3: way to get it done, Alfie. That's what I'm talking about. It's like, you know, it's put up or shut up. Dude, if you remember, send us an email towards the end of the year. I want to see how that how that worked, actually.
2: ooh, good. I'm call. very
3: interested in couples doing challenges and things like that. If they like mutually undermine each other or mutually <laughs> support each other, because neither one wants to let the other one down. It's like having a workout partner.
0: Yeah, I've always struggled working out with the girl I'm dating. Yeah,
2: I wonder about that too. It's never going oh, well. With me. I've never even suggested. I, it. I, I was those... talking about just a regular workout partner. Oh, okay, <laughs> I see those couples at the gym and they seem happy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> appearances aren't everything, though. So who knows? <laughs> I
3: don't think we're those guys. I'm gonna be honest with you.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I don't think I'm. I'm fine with like, hey, we can go to the like if we want to go to the gym at the same time or whatever. So it's kind of timed out, all right. But like. Yeah, I I don't know that I need to be sitting next to you doing the same stuff.
3: Yeah, Ted's in the lab, man, with a pen and a pad trying to get the label off. What's she like now? Ted, I picture your gym. I've never been there. I picture it as a dungeon where men are like wearing those heavy chains and doing dips.
0: There is a couple of those guys. You
3: got chains there?
0: There is. Oh,
3: nice. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I expected. I expected it to be like like basically like one step up from a prison yard, just like dark, dingy like we're power lifters are just like getting it in you know yeah.
0: well there's power lifters and then it's weird because then there's like the dude that shows up where you i mean like, let's just be honest he just is much smaller than everybody else and his warm-up is just doing handstands <laughs> you know what i mean like Those there's stuff. yeah there's <laughs> one dude,
2: serious he, shoulder function he
0: just does handstand like push-ups to warm up and he like racks out of like more pull-ups than i've ever seen and then just how kinda, many man i think that- he's doing sets of like 10 or 15 yeah and I mean, if I'm in there lifting hard for 45, 20, I mean, he's, it seems like he's always, he must be doing five, six sets of them. I mean, wow. he, he's just over there for a while. Okay. So, yeah, Kyle, you're oh, exactly God. right. It's exactly what you think it is. Honestly, when I go in there on days just to do my cardio, I feel like such a little bitch. Like, <laughs> I, like at this point, like I'm like, I gotta hit the heavy bag or something, look more aggressive.
2: <laughs>
0: you know, I'll keep my heart rate up, I'm getting my hit in. Dude, you need (laughs) tattoos,
3: man. A skull tat on the back of your head would be perfect. You'd be good. (laughs) Dude, dragon's tat. Done. (laughs) 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 Hey, fellas. Just wanted to give a shout out to Ted. I met him when I was a teenager and saw him recently, and you're looking good. Slim and trim. Keep it up. Also, because of this podcast, me and a group of six friends will be attending Summer Meltdown for the first time. Oh, nice. I attend Paradiso and Base Canyon, so obviously I'm into a lot of EDM, but I uh, also love every genre. Any tips or tricks for the festival? Hope to see you guys if you're going. Cheers, boys.
0: Eric B. Uh, Eric, thank you for the compliment. I would buy your ticket right now. Yeah. Oh, you hear my voice, buy that ticket. The lineup's coming out soon, right? Yeah, and just like, when we first, I mean, Cobb and I, our first year was 2011. I still have the cup. That's how it's easy for me to call it back. Yeah. Uh, Uh, it has gotten, I mean, it's still not the biggest, but it's gotten so much bigger since then. Like it, it will, there's not going to be tickets later on and the prices do go up. So that would be my advice. It's like, if you want to go to meltdown, I would buy a ticket ASAP.
3: I agree with that. Yeah. Hold
0: on, gentlemen. Just had a quick question about episode
3: 285. Was it being broadcast or live streamed at some point? Ted kept doing air checks to remind us who the guest was and what he had done. Around the fourth one, I said to myself, yeah, Ted, I know, it's Jeremy. That aside, great episode, great guest, and Cobb was missed. Love the show and keep up the good work. Ross W.
0: No, we just hadn't had Jeremy on, so I wanted to make sure people knew who he was and what he was talking about.
3: Yeah, you're a radio guy. Yeah. That's what, that's what
2: you do.
0: I should probably do that more often for people that aren't usual listeners, but yeah. That's, I was just like, yeah, Jeremy, I just wanted to make sure I kept him. Kept it going, and like we have
2: stuff. There's kind of stuff to plug too sometimes, right? Like yeah. You were bringing up his coffee company, Beans from the Core. Bring right. Him exactly. Up one more time, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So, but I I picked up on I like I like watching it. I'm like, yeah, it's a radio thing. Like we're literally sitting here in front of KISW mics. Like, I like the reset.
0: <laughs> That's kind of funny you brought it up though. Yeah. <laughs> You guys are great. I look forward to a
3: new cast every week. I'm not sure if this has, answered been, this has been answered before or if it's a dumb question. But how did Ted, Aaron, and Matt all meet? Uh, for those who don't know, Aaron's my first name.
0: Right. As I say, so Cobb and I met through a mutual friend. Right? So we were saying, what was that? Probably 20, I don't know. We've been friends for it seems like a decade now and then matt was uh i mean i met matt years ago when he was a fan of the station a fan of the show then he started working on the street team and then he was doing overnights so uh Cobb and i had always done hot tub tuesdays so we had already been bsing about it and years ago i was like man i want to start a podcast so then uh matt was just you know matt was around and stuff he was always eager so we asked him to produce it and that's just kind of how we got it going
3: yep i think that's fair yeah we um a little bit to add to that background. I um, one of our other friends does a radio, sh- did a radio show for another station, and they had this advertiser on, and the guy was awesome. And I happened to be sitting in that week, and he was just hilarious. He was, you know, like hustling his product, whatever. And he's like, "You guys got to come to the house. Let's do some drinks." And uh, we're still good friends with him today. And uh, he lived down the hallway from Ted, so he's like, "Man, you guys got to meet my buddy Ted." Walks us down there. Boom. Obviously, we clicked. Uh, first day hanging out, Ted and I hung out for probably like, I don't know, 10, 12 hours, hit the pool, hot tub Tuesday, uh, obviously, you know, came back around, we got super into that for three or four years, and then,
0: yeah. <sighs> I miss the tub. I haven't been in a hot tub in, like, m- m- well, since December.
3: Lopez? Yeah.
0: I was supposed to be like, for months. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Ted, I hate to
3: say this, but I was in one last night and we're going right after this. Cooking steaks in the tub, baby. Mm. Oh,
0: steaks in a hot tub outside. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Palm trees, Ted. Women, bikinis.
2: Really happy for you, (laughs) Cobb.
0: Hey, at least it's not raining, Matt. (laughs) Yeah.
2: It's been a great day.
3: The sun was out. Greetings
0: to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land.
3: There are rumors around town that you guys have sold out to the corporate fat cats. I mean, when was the last time you guys even mentioned Big Rotisserie? Oh, oh, man. That's fair.
2: Well, I mean, to be fair, they still do discriminate against graveyard workers. I'm just not a graveyard worker anymore. I can get rotisserie chicken any It's delicious.
3: Keep fighting the good fight and LARP on. Swagmaster Prime. P.S. If you guys are reading this, I assume Cobb is back. Welcome back, Cobb. Yeah, that's a good point. You're right. Because
2: I wasn't really fighting the good fight there. I jumped in to be like, yeah, I just don't really give a shit anymore, man. Because
3: I can get get the rotisserie chicken. (laughs) It's
2: a very selfish stance.
3: (laughs) Dude, I'm definitely still pretty anti-corporate, pretty firmly anti-corporate. I feel like we've all got a little bit of hype fighter in us. Like when something gets too popular, we're over it. We're
0: out. Well, that's the problem oh, yeah. right now. It's like, it's one thing I respect about the Super Bowl. All, the, all the, the companies that own basically everything just made like commercials. They're like, yeah, these are all our brands. <laughs> like, it's hard not to buy something corporate. They're like, it was us the whole time. Just a reminder, <laughs> we make own you. and Charmin. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, I kind of like it. At least they were up front about it.
2: Yeah, that is. I never thought about it that way. I saw it and was like, what are they? Are they serious right now? Yeah. But yeah, I just got to respect that flex.
3: <laughs> the man behind the curtain.
0: Ah, uh, that's it, boys. Oh, oh all right, all good, right. good. Uh, all right. Well, let's check in with what's batting. Hey, guys. what's good? What's man? Uh, before we get to what's batting. Hey, 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 what's good? What's up, Check out what's batting. Hey, what's good? What's up, Uh, before we get to what's batting. Hey, guys. what's good? What's up, Check out with what's <laughs> batting.
2: Man, uh <laughs> Yeah, I had a I had a good weekend. It was uh pretty fun. I went and saw uh Woodshed on Friday night at the Central. They uh parted ways with their bass player. Um and being friends with all those guys was I mean, and I still am, but it was just uh interesting checking them out as a two piece. Um and they I cried at the merch table. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I have a song, it's been like one of the top tracks on my breakup playlist, and it just got, and then I just like went over to give Hunter's girlfriend a hug at the merch table because I was just, it was an emotional night, and uh, yeah, I just started bawling, and then like, after we had like ended our embrace, but like still standing there kind of tenderly like, Tears went down my face. Some dude walks up to like buy a a shirt or something, and I just kind of like slithered into the background, like, "Eh, nothing to see here. I was just looking at their merch set up as well. (laughs) Um, So that was, uh, but that was a fun night, you know, as Lance and Woolard um, were out in full force. We actually jetted up during the middle band to go see some friends up on Capitol Hill. Um, They all met. We we're gonna meet at the cidery and then we went to uh they ended up being at Life on Mars and I I called when I got to the cidery and Lance was like, We're down at Life on Mars. Turns out there's a cinnamon roll shop, like cinnamon roll bar where you can customize it right between those two bars on that like one block radius and uh Capitol Hill. So I just stumbled in there. Got an amazing cinnamon roll with cookie dough and peanut butter cups and cake batter frosting. I mean, your boy was in heaven. Like, We left the concert to go to a bar. I don't drink, but boy, do I love some treats. So shout out to Cineholic. Cineholic. All right. I was just
0: trying to look it up. Yeah. Oh, man. Have you been in there? Uh, I, I've had their cinnamon rolls cause, uh, BJ Shea, his buddy, I want to say owns that shop. Oh really? So they've dropped some off here. Okay.
2: Yeah. yeah. Be careful, man. Cause it's not just like, oh, you go in for a cinnamon roll. You go in and you see all the options and you get ideas for a bunch and you're like, I'm going to go back and try that one. And so, yeah, but it was, yeah, it was delicious. I, I love that. Uh, so yeah, Friday was fun. Saturday I went and saw, um, I saw you, Ted. And like we hung
0: out during the day over other, at Talarico's. At
2: Rico's in West Seattle. Uh I saw uh it was our boy Tanch's uh party, uh yeah. going away party. And that was a
0: solid hang. Me, yeah. you, Tanch, uh Jason, Gates, uh Gates, Jeets Jason, was down there. Robin and Alyssa. Yeah, man, it was and fun. Mike yeah, Mike Mike picked me up. Is that it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a solid crew. It was. Um yeah, a lot of fun uh down there. Saturday night, I don't remember what I did. It wasn't anything exciting. (laughs) Don't get the wrong. I'm not like, yeah, it's not (laughs) suggestive. And then Sunday was my grandpa's birthday as well. Um, So went to a going away party and then my grandpa's birthday on Sunday. Just kind of like laid low, got ready for the week. Uh, Oh, Friday I saw Jamie. I went to the boat. Oh, yeah. So saw our, our good friend uh, Jamie, hung out with her, and uh, her baby, who's- Francis. Just, Francis is adorable. Uh, I, so that was a ton of fun. She got me hip to this thing called the Bullet Journal. I don't know if you've heard about it. I don't it's, know. It's a thing. People that are listening have probably heard of it. But it's this like, organizational system that's very free form. You have like all the control over how you set it up. And so she was telling me about it. When Jamie tells me about stuff, I listen because she's a smart girl. It's good to have smart friends. So uh, I got that. I've been filling it out, trying to figure out a bunch of stuff because, you know, got a, got a big year ahead. So I'm All pretty right. stoked.
0: Um, yeah, pretty good weekend. I was talking uh, with her this morning. Oh, cool. Yeah. Lucky man. All right. Uh, yeah, we don't have anything big coming up. If you're at that uh, Dragons game this weekend at the XFL, uh, please yell at me. Say hello. I'll be there, too.
2: Oh, you got tickets, too? Well, my dad said let's go. So, Oh, nice. Are they opening the upper section for the opener, or is it still just all lower bowl?
0: It's supposed to be lower bowl, but I read something today that it said, of course, like, by the way, Seattle's outpacing everybody, is that they already sold out the lower bowl, so they might open up more tickets. <laughs> really? Yeah, dude. That would be rad. That's yeah. awesome. I'm very interested to see what happens in this league, because I'm really hoping it, it succeeds, like, because the AAF failed, like, yeah. this, but, man, Seattle people are pumped. I <laughs> mean, like Baird texts me. I mean, basically every Seattle sports fan I know is like, "Yo, you watching this Dragons game?" I was like, "Yeah, I am."
2: Yeah, that's why I was asking. Like, I feel like the amount of hype I've heard about that home opener. There's no way it's just the lower bowl.
0: No, I, it's gonna be rowdy. It is. Trust me. I'm pretty sure all the SOD boy a lot of the SOD boys, are going yep. like, it, "It's gonna, it, it's gonna be that." Oh, way.
2: yeah. That's. Um, I just thought of something personal, but yeah, that's gonna be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's about that time. Boop, doop, doop, boop, boop. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. Well, we're gonna do two. All right, we're gonna do the Cobb topic, and then we're gonna have Taryn in because I asked Taryn earlier today if she was gonna do one for us. So I don't. Dude, it's politics. I understand. Then, <laughs> yeah, right.
2: And then you can email us or tweet us at the podcast which topic you liked better. Oh, <laughs> <Taryn's>. wow. <laughs> so you know, bring it, Cobb good to have
3: you back dude i didn't know it was like that i would have used one of my top dogs all right
0: um so (laughs) and and when you get back you and taryn have to wrestle (laughs) (laughs) i've been waiting for that for years ted
3: (laughs) okay so um this week obviously valentine's day right around the corner Mm -hmm, um mm kind of one of the weirder holidays in my opinion but um the question is, so we've had women email the podcast a couple times about this, and I don't know that we've ever actually addressed it. We have a lot of male listeners, quite a few female listeners. So this one's to the male listeners of the podcast. The cop topic this week, how do you want to be asked out? It's 2020. Girls are making the first move. How would you like to be asked out or approached? Ted, Matt, what do you got for me? Everybody else, feel free to email us, email at thepodcast.com. Literally the word email at thepodcast.com.
0: Man. I mean, I would think just the same way that dudes do, right? Like, I don't know if I'm having a drink with you at the bar, just ask for my number. So she's like, can I have your number? We should hang out sometime
3: or what? What does that look like?
0: Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, same way you would ask for a number from a girl in a bar, right? And if she's like, no, you're like, all right, cool. But somebody's like, yeah, can I have your number? Like, you know, if I was into it, I'd be like, yeah, of course. So I mean I to me it would be the same thing and like it's twenty twenty, you can go both ways. I like it. Matt?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I would uh, I would probably say, you know, like I meet you at some random concert and you think I'm awesome and we wanna you wanna hang out more and you just like make that known. Same sort of thing.
3: I, well, I just feel like drink. women are always pretty subtle. And sometimes it's tough for guys to tell if they're, like, wanting to be friends or wanting to be more.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would take some directness if I had my pick. But otherwise, you know, I'll just try and decipher these cues and clues.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the directness works. I mean, I did it, like, a few months ago. And you know what I mean? Like, we went on a date and stuff. And it was, you know, just direct to each other. It's like, all right, like, this was fun. but probably not going to, like... Like we can kick it, but probably not going to be like dating kind of scenario, you know. You want to? That was how your first date ended. Yeah, I just like, you know. She's like, "What are you doing after this?" I was like, "Well, I'm going to go next door and get a beer." But I want to be clear with you. Like, you're more than welcome to get a beer with me. But like, like I don't, I don't think we're going to go on a second date. She was like, "All right, cool." And I was like, "All right," and it was fine. And oh, I've nice. run into her since then because we're running the same a uh, couple same social circles. So it's like, yeah, it's it, it's fine. That's the nice thing I feel
3: like about getting older is you can just be super direct with stuff. You know? I feel like that served me well
0: in the dating world. Yeah. Also I feel like I, I don't know. I feel like people respect it and like it sucks when you get turned down or somebody turns you down, but at the end of the day, like that that'll that pain will ease. Like pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It might be embarrassing in the moment, but I don't know. I think it'll be fine yeah 100% I totally agree
3: that being said it's still scary alright oh. so you guys just like the direct approach
0: yeah I mean look trust me the scariest thing you know is asking somebody out on a date or trying to cr- I used to say the scariest thing is that six inch distance between mouths like alright are we gonna kiss like you know what I mean because once you make that approach like you know there's only one or two choices it's received well or they move and you're like oh my god I misread that one
2: man yeah <laughs>
0: yeah i just go full send like if it gets to the point where you're
3: considering kissing them you're like you probably should have a pretty good idea that they want to kiss you
0: I, you know what i'm with you and there's definitely some opportunities i remember sitting in my old place in belltown like telling some stories and you were like what she was sitting like this talking to you like just like hanging on the yeah dude like- that girl on the edge of your couch i uh, think about
3: that almost every week
0: yeah well i haven't smoke show maybe i will start thinking about it yeah so i mean trust you i look i was actually i was walking to work today thinking about that i was like there's plenty of opportunities I have know I've screwed up. So. Dude, don't think about it. It was meant to make you
3: stronger, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, right?
3: <laughs> Challenges are the problems we grow from. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: pressure's on, Cobb. She's coming in. Oh, Jesus. ten. you don't have headphones, but Cobb's on there if you want to say hello. Oh, my
2: oh. God. Hi, Cobb. We got headphones
0: right Wait, here. hold on. Plug them in.
2: Watch that volume.
1: Yeah, watch
0: that there. volume. That's Miles' it's going to be wicked loud.
1: Because he's got old man ears.
0: I don't know, man. Some I, Alec um, kind of threw me off. He's a younger dude. He keeps him really hot too. Uh,
1: yeah, us- one time I put on Castle's headphones and I like, I thought my head was gonna blow up.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't keep. I, I keep mine like, I don't like right about half or below.
1: Yeah, I always thought I listened to my stuff really loud until I heard how loud Ryan Castle listened to stuff. So, uh-huh. <laughs> and I swear my hearing is probably damaged from like one time of having that happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Yeah, not the hundreds of concerts you've gone no, super of that. close to the stage no. with no earplugs in. So no. there's a there's a a challenge. Cobb's here, so we had a Cobb topic, and we're gonna have a Terran topic, and then we're gonna ask people to vote which one was better.
1: <laughs> did the Cobb topic already happen? It yep. did. Do I? Can I know what it is? No, no. That's not even fair.
0: It, well, he didn't know what yours is gonna be. Well,
1: yeah. my, hi Cobb, by the way. <laughs> What's
3: up, Taryn?
0: <laughs> I didn't know it was a challenge either, so don't worry about it.
3: I know, hey, but I, none I, of us I,
0: did until this just happened, <laughs> like seven minutes ago. The
1: one thing I will say is that Aaron Cobb is far more like intellectually advanced than I am, so he probably comes up with way more interesting
3: questions. <laughs> That's so funny that you say that because this one was not at all. This is like pretty
1: simple. <laughs> it's like literally, what's your opinion of this? All right. So my, mine is a multiple choice question.
0: All right. So, I like that you have it like down. Well,
1: because there's a photo that I, I mean, there's no, the photo oh, was not so, necessary. But so this I, isn't
0: yours? This is just a meme you're stealing?
1: I made this meme. Thank you very much. <laughs> it is a homemade meme. I did not steal it from anywhere. This was something that kind of uh, came into my head when I was thinking about sounds all right. that are very pleasing and so, at least for me, I think all four of these sounds are very pleasing to hear. And I was wondering, of these four sounds, which one you guys would say is your favorite? Which one gives your ear holes the most satisfaction? The all most right. sensory satisfaction. So it's catching a baseball. All kick, right. Kicking a kickball. The sound of a cannonball in a pool. Or the sound of driving a golf ball. I'm talking, like, Ooh. from the tee box, like, Ooh. bam. So is it kickball? Is it the sound of a kickball? Somebody uh, said when the kickball hits someone's face, that's the best sound. You're
2: talking about a, a well-hit golf ball. I'm talking like about, yes. Like you're right, driving Straight it down the from, fairway. Yep, yep. You just hit it center of gravity perfectly. Yep. That is my answer. So I mean, you,
1: and you really got to think about, I mean, like, because that, that sound of the baseball, like the leather, you know, that's a really good sound too. Kickball's a great sound. I mean, all of these are very, very good sounds.
0: I mean, I'm going to go golf club, but I think I would have gone baseball if it was the crack of the bat.
1: Ooh, that's Ooh. a good one too. that's yeah. also very satisfying it,
0: right because that's a sweet spot whereas like I like to hear the ball hitting the mitt, but like that happens a lot more often, yeah, as opposed to going to a game and hearing that but yeah, the golf sound I mean, I'm not even the biggest golf fan, but that thing just sounds cool
1: well, and the one thing I will say you about mad. the mitt the <laughs> the one thing I will say about the mitt is when the sound of you catching it when it's like in that close proximity to your own head, yeah, I feel like that's really satisfying
0: I also like you ever watch uh, like uh like high school players or somebody that are like hundreds of yards away playing catch oh right Because it right you can is it what, what travels faster lighter sounds light. Light. light right so you can see it and then if they're far enough away then you'll hear it a second like a just a yeah. a tick later
1: oh i love it what about you cobb what's your favorite sound of those four sounds
3: Oh, I would 100% go golf ball. The satisfying ping when you just hit one right in the sweet spot.
1: Yeah, unbeatable. I'm getting getting goosebumps just thinking about all these sounds. So satisfying.
0: (laughs) That's funny. I saw a whole list today of sounds people hate.
1: Ooh, like what? Like, like for me, it's it's uh, trying to pull styrofoam out of a cardboard box.
0: Well, why do you hate bananas? Uh,
1: Because they're disgusting.
0: Because the sound, right?
1: Well, that also is pretty bad.
0: So just that sound alone <laughs> the, the of like mashing. people eating. Just, <laughs> that was on there, like uh, utensils on a plate. Ooh. Oh,
1: yeah, like the fork scraping. Or even fork on a, on teeth, like when people pull the fork out of their mouth. Or a straw in a plastic.
0: Oh, I like it. But, you
2: know? I don't love that. What about people gulping as they're taking a sip of something?
1: <laughs> you know... <laughs> I guess there would be like a level of like oh, annoyingness of the gulping, thing but one you know like when people are talking and they have a lot of saliva in their mouth and they do that like when, every time they go to like say a new word like that's always yeah. <laughs> I hope I don't sound like that I... ever
0: <laughs> the one that drives me up a wall I'll tell you here I'll end on this the most disgusting sound that's only fun to two people involved is when you walk in a room and somebody's like making out just like <laughs> oh <laughs> You're just like, right, like, and right, like, if you're not one of those two people involved, you're just like, what are you doing? Oh, my God, that sounds gross.
1: <laughs> you guys are nasty.
0: Yeah, or, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of sound. There's a lot of things involved. There's a but,
1: lot of bodily sounds that
0: yeah, be <laughs> like, are only time unless uh, you're involved. That's terrible. <laughs> All right, so there you go. Uh, there's episode 288. Cobb, great to hear your voice. Glad you're back, man. Chim up. Yeah, man. So there's episode 288. Thanks to Taryn Daly for coming on. Uh, for Cobb, for MCTP, I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.